0: Percy, let me ask a question. Is there ever a time when one should simply ignore the
1: advice of a trusted confidant? Wayne, this is a really complicated question and very individualized, of course. But ultimately, people should follow the convictions of their conscience. And we've all heard that, no matter the outcome. After careful reflection and consideration, one must live with making a decision that works for them. Hmm. And so, as Polonius once said, to thine own self be true. Perhaps we should discuss this conundrum further today.
0: I think so. We'll have a conversation with a good friend of Pastor P who faced this very situation. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to this edition of Health, Hope and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I wanted to stay for the party is the title of our program and uh, you wrote that, so tell me what it means.
1: Well, uh, that's an exact quote from the person that we're gonna have a conversation with today, Reverend Daniel Horton, my dear friend who I love so much. He came to the hospital every treatment with a suit and tie on. As a patient. As a patient, as if he was going to work. And as if, as if he was conducting business. No and,
0: sweats for this guy. No, huh? <laughs> no. And his
1: whole approach was, I'm going to meet everybody in the building. I'm going to support everybody. I'm going to greet everyone. I'm going to let everybody know that I believe that life is set before me and I'm choosing to live. And that is the approach he took. And that is the approach that he continues to maintain to this day some, what, 12, 13, 14 years later.
0: We're going to meet him in a few minutes here as you stay with us now for health, hope, and inspiration. How about our question this week? What's on the agenda to ask our listeners to respond to?
1: Yeah, the question that we have for today is, have you ever received well-intended advice but chose to ignore it? And what was the outcome? Oh, boy. Have you ever received well-intended advice but chose to ignore it? And what was the outcome?
0: Okay, we want your honest response to that. And here's how you do that. You go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, Click on the bar that says connect, and then it'll give you a chance to answer the question. Mm. And many of you have discovered how to do that. And for those of you who haven't tried it yet, we'd love to hear from you in answer to uh, Percy's question here a few moments ago. Someone did that recently when we asked the question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Many responses. Mm. Here's one from Canada. Thank you for your ministry. My greatest challenge is being thankful in all things. I was recuperating well from original diagnosis in 2018 when I was told I had a brain tumor in 2019. Mm. Another surgery, more chemo, more radiation, vacations canceled, life put on hold, and then COVID. Learning to be thankful in all things, still hard, but Christ lifts me up to keep fighting and praying.
1: Yeah, and how true that probably has been for many of us during the COVID scenario and then when you add sickness Just and a cancer diagnosis layer upon layer, huh? Yeah, it but it is a testing of our faith and I appreciate hearing the response of this individual saying that he is still working through and that Christ is lifting him up as he is fighting and praying and we are fighting and praying with you as well in the spirit. Yep. Uh Ontario, Canada, hang in there. Yep.
0: And we really do honestly read everyone that comes in and And uh, they help so much as we put these programs together. So please consider answering this week's question at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And And also look for the free resource we're offering there at the same website, Mm. Going All In With God. What's this all about?
1: Well, and it really speaks to the uh, the, the temperament of, our, of the conversation that we're going to have today with Reverend Daniel Horton. But it's really about the idea of saying, Lord, that you are going to be my everything in this process. And so this document was written to encourage people to access everything that God is and everything that God has promised to us and really draw upon that. So going all in with God and hanging on and allowing God to continue to be our rock and our support in every situation. You'll be greatly encouraged, and so will your family and friends.
0: Take advantage of the spiritual resource. It's free at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Something else that's free and very valuable is God's Word. And you have a verse in mind right now.
1: Spiritual nugget for today to ground our conversation is Deuteronomy 30 and 19, one of my favorite scriptures. And it reads as follows. This day, God talking to us, I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now, choose life so that you and your children may live. And you are going to hear this sentiment expressed in the most uh, profound way from the person that we're going to talk to here today.
0: Let's meet our guest in just a moment here on the program today. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's turn to today's guest as Percy sat down to talk with him. And Percy begins by doing his best impersonation of Jack
1: Brickhouse. All Chicago Cubs fans will understand that reference. Well, hey, 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 I'm excited. I'm back again with another fantastic guest. And this is a dear friend and a dear brother of mine. We go back many, many years. Met him at Cancer Treatment Centers of America where he received his treatment. Uh, Some 14 years ago, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He is now today cancer-free, thriving, surviving, and now in the ministry doing awesome things in the work of the Lord. Today, I want you to welcome to the show my friend and my brother, Reverend Daniel Horton. Hey, man, how you doing?
2: I'm blessed. I'm so glad to be with you today. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be a, a part of this Operation that you're doing. This is so exciting to me.
1: Well, man, we're 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 talking to a lot of people, and as as I try to be authentic every week on this platform, and I and typically most of the people that we interview on the show are people that I know personally directly. Some individuals I've been introduced to, but by and large, uh over the last 25 years, I've I've met many cancer patients. I've supported many cancer patients and Uh, One of the things that I learned early on is that cancer patients have a story to tell. The the problem is, in many cases, they never really had anyone that had the time or the patience to hear their story or a platform to share their story. And so today, that's what we're going to do with your story. As stated in the intro, 14 years ago, you were diagnosed with prostate cancer. Today, there is no evidence of disease. You haven't had treatment in quite a while. And we're going to talk about all of that. So first and foremost... Let's get started. The day. I always say the day. We call it, you know, I I had that day. Two years ago, I was told that I had colon cancer. And, you know, it takes you a minute to absorb hearing that when it's directed to you. Where were you and and how did you feel on the day that you were told you had prostate cancer?
2: I went to uh, our local physician just for a checkup. I was doing my routine checkup. She took some tests and then they came back with the test and they say, uh, could we talk to you for a second? I say, sure. She said, uh, uh we have discovered with your test that you have, uh, prostate cancer. I said, I got what? He said, you got prostate cancer. I said, are you sure? Hmm. He said, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you got prostate cancer. I say, I ain't never had no cancer, nothing like this in my life. What's going on? Yeah. And so she said, "Well, I'll send a doctor in to talk to you, and then you guys will make some decisions on how you're gonna treat this." Okay. I said, "Okay, fine." So I'm sitting in the uh, in the examining room, and uh, she had mentioned, me. "She said, well, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. You don't need that thing no way. I say, "I don't need something." Mm. I say, "I say I don't think God would give me something that I don't need." Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna be just listening, and we'll go from there. He said, "Well, he'll come and talk to you." And he did. He came and talked to me and he scheduled me to go to the main campus where we're getting things checked out. And I talked to to a surgeon and then I talked to a uh, radiation therapist. I was at a a company function and one of the doctors there, he's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He said, Dan, he said, before you make a decision, I want you to go to a hospital in Chicago called Cancer Treatment Center of America. He said, I've never been there, but I have nothing but great things about it. I said, okay, great. So I trusted him, and I came back to Detroit, and I talked to, uh, I talked to the two people I was supposed to talk to, which was the uh, oncologist and then the uh, radiation therapist. And I said, I tell you what, I'm going to check this thing a little further, and then I'll get back with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I did. I, uh, I made a call to uh, Cancer Treatment of America, And that's why I decided to go get things checked out. And from that day forward, um, I had my treatment there. I met some fantastic people there. When I was there, I was, I was all ears and all eyes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I wanted to meet everybody I could meet and see everybody I could see. And I was in, I was just blessed. You wouldn't believe how, how excited I was to be there. And I drove over there and, uh, I drove over there by myself. I was married, mm-hmm. and I drove over there by myself. And they said, "Okay, well, you're gonna be fine. Don't worry about nothing at home. Mm-hmm. Just let us take care of you." I said, well, well let's do it." And you know, and that's how I got started.
1: Yeah, and and I remember, you know, you know uh, that you would drive. Uh, and the key uh, thing that I'll say very quickly is not only, you know, were you all ears and eyes, but you also were always suit and tie down. You were always well dressed. You came. Uh, and, and in my interpretation and now that I've gotten to know you a little over all these years is that, you know, you came with your best, looking your best, expecting to be your best. And sure enough, that has been the case uh, over the years. Having said all of that, you know, you you received your treatment. Uh, you know we don't need to go into great detail about medically exactly what you've done uh again uh I'm assuming you did some radiation correct yes okay. i did did radiation and I think it sounds like you opted not to have surgery correct
2: I, I, that's exactly right
1: so having said that so you 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 know you moved through your process you know you started I treating did. at c t c a mm-hmm. Uh, you would come faithfully. You know, you and I would get together. We would have, you know, chapel service. Then we go and have lunch or dinner. And we really got to know each other and and really struck up a friendship that still to this day is one of my dearest friendships uh, over, you know, 25 years of, of patience that I've spent time with. Let's talk about uh, at any point in time, because, you know, you're you're a high energy guy, Daniel, and you always have been. You're a very positive guy. And of course, you're a man of faith. At any point in time in your journey, initially or in the middle of any of that, did you ever struggle with being a cancer patient mentally or emotionally? And how did you uh, reconcile or work through uh, maintaining being hopeful and staying connected uh, to positivity while you were receiving your treatment and care?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, a little leery uh, when I first heard the uh, the term, but. When I came to CTCA and had a chance to meet people, um, I made a decision that this is where I'm going to be.
1: So you you go through your process. You know, you work through a little season of uncertainty and then you kind of get your sea legs underneath you, if I can use that expression. Um, You know, you you do treatment, you do care. And again, you know, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I do remember I never remember you having a bad day. I cannot recall ever. You know, you always were, were, were Danny. You know, you come in, you be full of energy. What would you attribute? Again, obviously, you know, we introduced you as Reverend, you know, and we'll talk about that at another time. But what is it that that, you know, what was the power or how did the power of your hope and your faith help you to maintain that kind of high level of expectation and hopefulness? Let's talk about faith. And wellness, along with medical care, not in the absence of, but in conjunction right. with.
2: Well, you know, uh, my faith in Christ was, you know, I I just said, Lord, you you made this body, and I I I'm just the person that's going to take care of it. So if you made it and you gave me a way to take care of it, now whatever this thing is, I ain't i ain't familiar with it because I'm the only one of my family ever had it. But I'm gonna trust you to give me the right diagnosis and the right people to be around. So. Everything comes out perfect. And I just kept up beating. I kept believing, No, oh, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be excited it's going to leave. And I'm going to be excited that I'm going to live a long and happy life. And that's when I decided to do it. I came there with a, with a mission to meet as many people as I could at that hospital. Yeah, And I, I made sure I met everybody. And I was trying to be as happy as I could because there were some people that were not happy and I was very happy. Yeah. I said, No, you're gonna be fine. Just hang in there. Yeah. And I, I
1: yeah, and, and you're right. You you know, that that was you were an ambassador. You know, you would come in and you would greet other patients, you would befriend other patients. I mean, you became kind of it became almost like a a a ministry for you without even being that. And one of the things that I remember very well, along with again, good clinical care, as we stated, you you did clinical yeah. care all along, you didn't You know, you didn't substitute, you didn't sacrifice any of your clinical care. But one of the things that I know that you were and are a big proponent of that, you know, depending on who you talk to in the in the in the marketplace or in the public square, is that you were uh, a huge endorser of juicing and, and eating Uh, And drinking natural foods as much as possible. I remember on one visit that we came to Detroit where, you know, you showed me this this juice that you were putting together and all of the different ingredients. Let's talk about for you what the role and the power of juicing and and being kind of more natural in eating. How did that help you, in your opinion, along with your good clinical care?
2: Well, the good clinical care was was primary. So we had a juicer at the house. And I say, well, you know what? I think I saw one of these things in the in the uh, in the cafeteria at the at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I say, well, you know what? I'm gonna make some juice at home, and then before I come when I leave the hospital, I'm gonna know about juicing. Okay. So I I started putting together the right juices to uh, to take care of my body yep. and to keep me lifted up. And even today, I still juice, and I still. Uh, juice. I juice every single day. I drink two 16 ounces of juice every single day.
1: Wow, wow, wow. That's quite a regimen. And again, that's been quite a while. Well, clearly, my friend, uh, that has been a huge help and aid for you. You know, you you look and sound fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, over the recent years, you've now gotten into the ministry. You're now ordained, licensed minister. Uh, yep. And and uh, I'm so excited about that. I know we used to talk many, many hours about ministry and and church and and all of that. And so here you are, uh, you know, you're part of of that group, just like I'm now part of the cancer group. You're now part of the ministerial group. So yep. uh, how ironic is that? But at the end of the day, uh, you're moving along, and you sound so so good. Uh, when was the last time that you actually uh, had to go back to the hospital? Because it's been many years now since you've been basically released from medical care. Correct?
2: Yes, I've been, I haven't been to the hospital in uh, eleven years. Okay, so uh,
1: so you've been out of the, which is a, a fantastic thing, obviously, uh, that right. you haven't you know had to partake, at least from a cancer care perspective, uh, of any clinical care. Um, Today, you are now you're an advocate. You're out telling people about uh, taking care of their bodies, being healthy, uh, making yes. sure that, you know, they do early detection. Tell me a little bit about some of the things and some of the people that you're coming in contact with that, because I know you well, that wherever you go, <laughs> you got a message and you're talking to somebody about cancer and being well and and life and faith and hope in God.
2: Well, you know, I, 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 I don't hide the fact that I'm a Christian. I do not hide that. I make sure people know. What I believe and what I stand for, okay. and I trust God in every aspect of my life. And when I go to work, I wear where to work, so they already know that I ain't had nothing. Right, right, right. And also, I I come to work and I share with them about Jesus, and I tell them Jesus Jesus can heal you no matter what your issue is. He can take care of it. Okay. And then uh I, I pack my lunch every day and say, What do you got in those jugs? I got juice, fresh juice every morning. I, I get up in the morning and make my juice, make my lunch, and I go to work. And I have different different little different products that I put together and they say, man, this is amazing. I say, well, you need to buy a juicer. And
1: they say, wow, this
2: is really, I say this is this is a key to good life. And I say trusting God is, is another key. And I, I don't hide the fact that uh even in my church, I brought the uh, the journey of hope to our church. And we had a blast with that because I didn't tell no one in the church about me being ill until after my treatment was over. Yeah, I And mean, they were shocked.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And, and that was a, a memorable day. Actually, I share that story with people. I've shared that story across the country at churches I have spoken to, interviews that I've done. And, uh, and, and that's another conversation for another day. But with that, uh, what 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 is important to me, and and what I'm so blessed by hearing from you is, number one, you know, you that energy that you've had that that spiritual kind of um, outlook of of being happy, being healthy, even in the midst of your challenge, uh, has never waned. You've always been very consistent. What would you say to someone who's listening right now, say, a, a, a particularly a a man who is told He may have just heard today that he has prostate cancer or he may hear that next week. What would you say to someone who is just being told or entering into the process of 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 the cancer world and the cancer conversation? What what would you say to encourage someone today?
2: I would tell them, uh, first of all, it's not a death sentence.
1: Mm. It's
2: just a it's just a, a issue in your body that can be healed. And since it's not a death sentence, don't even think like it's a death sentence and you shouldn't act like it's one. Mm. Well, I got it and I can beat it. You know, just like when you catch a cold, your first thing to get is, is to get rid of that cough. Right, right. Once you get rid of the cough and you want to get rid of that sniffling pretty soon, you're done. And the same thing with cancer. You got to first accept it and mm. understand that God can heal you and that way you can know exactly what you need to do and have the faith that you're going to be here. I had faith, but then I shared it with as many people as I could share um, in my church and in other churches that you can be okay.
1: And so with that, the last question for the day, I'll give you the last word here is, so what is it at this point that is still keeping you hopeful that drives your hope or inspires your hope? What does, what, what, what's working for you in that regard?
2: I, I, I uh, believe God a hundred percent. And I tell people, um, your mind is the biggest thing you got to do. Is you got to focus. You got to trust God, because God made your body. God gave you everything you need. And I like to be excited every day. Every day you wake up is a new day. And uh, I, I'm. I tell people, look, hey, this ain't no joke. This ain't no. This ain't no dress rehearsal. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to keep that in mind. All right.
1: Well, today you've heard from my friend and. Uh, 14 year prostate cancer survivor, Reverend Daniel Horton, out of Detroit, Michigan, the Motor City. Uh, today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Listen, my friend, I'm going to have to get you back on the show. We're going to have to do another segment. I think that there's much more for us to talk about. But for today, thank you for taking time We'll talk and uh, about giving that me conversation some of your time. And thank Bruce you McRae so much for Pastor spreading Daniel hope here and enthusiasm and excitement I'm to Wayne everyone Shepherd. you meet. If you are considering uh, that you or someone you love, love may you have cancer, consider reaching so out to Cancer much,
0: Treatment Centers of America the Lord. for excited personalized diagnostic services. Thanks for Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole Person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number 866-712-HOPE. I'll give it again, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And also use that website to answer our question this week. Have you ever received well-intended advice but chose to ignore it? And what was the outcome? Click on connect and then answer our question. It would be really helpful to us to hear from our listeners. Listening to our interview today, it just stresses the importance of attitude in treating cancer.
1: Well, as it has often been said, you know, your altitude can and will be dictated by your attitude. And that certainly was the case for Reverend Daniel Horton. And I remember the day that he walked through the front door. Do you? I do. I remember the day, he had on a suit, he had on a tie. He, he, you would have thought that he was going into a Fortune 500 company as a CEO, and he brought that mentality with him that he was bringing his best to this process because he was expecting God's best uh-huh. for
2: him. Interesting.
1: And so after you know receiving a, a couple of uh, opinions, he, he finally settled on um, you know the opinion that he received from CTCa. And he felt like what was important for him there was just the environment that supported that type of attitude mm-hmm. of being hopeful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for him, he said that made all of the world of difference because he simply had made up in his mind that he chose to live yeah. and not to die.
0: Well, I really admire that uh, go all out uh, attitude that he had. Mm. And, and that really fits into our resource this week, going all in for God, that's, right?
1: That is correct. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we wrote the resource, because there is something to be said, not necessarily to be guaranteed, but there are some... Something to be said when a person has basically sold out to the idea that God is working with them, for them, through them, and yeah. around them, and yeah. that was his—that was his me- mentality and disposition. Well, there's
0: no question, attitude is so very critically important, mm-hmm. but it's not all. No. Uh, Treatment is a part of that as well. And taking care of ourselves is a big part of it. He takes care of himself. He discovered juicing, he said. Yep. uh, And taking care of his body that
2: way. He
1: did. He said he noticed that that in the cafeteria, there was, you know, they they made fresh juice Uh every day in the cafeteria at the hospital. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to go home. I'll start making my own juices. And he did. Uh, I remember when I visited him uh, on an occasion and he had this huge jug of juice. He said, hey, Pastor, I want to show you that I'm juicing now and I make my own fresh juice every day poured me a glass and it was delicious and he told me all of the different ingredients that was in it and for him because I want to be very clear here, Wayne. You know, there have been some who have taken issue with the suggestion that juicing, in and of itself, has some type of yeah. healing property to it. Yeah. And and that's not really the conversation here as much as it is the idea of the disposition and the attitude of ownership. Yeah. That I'm going to do my part along with good clinical care. Right. And nutrition does play a part. And nutrition has its place. There's no question about that. So with that, he is Danny is the type of person that again show me the direction, and I'll and then I just need the Door. I'll walk through it from there and I'll take ownership of my process he said I put my hands in the care of the the clinicians at CTCA because I trusted them and I believed in them but then I also kicked into the idea that I have a relationship with God and that mm-hmm. my faith is important to me and there's some things I can and should do on my behalf and when you put all of those together, his point was at the end of the day I am now equipped and armed to move forward with my treatment mm-hmm. and to believe and expect good things to happen and yeah. they did.
0: Yeah, let me take you back to his attitude.
1: How often do you see this in people? You know, it's interesting. It it I see it a lot and particularly it's interesting I had my um My oncologist and my GI, we talked about this, and they said one of the things that they found to be amazing is that they found that particularly people of faith— I'm just
0: going to ask you about that. People who have
1: an abiding faith in God tend to have more of this disposition and attitude in more cases than not than those who do not because they've tapped into a belief and an idea that there's something else equipping them, something else that is aiding and assisting them beyond their own human efforts that then creates a mental and an emotional dynamic of, I'm not just here being a poor little helpless victim, I have something to say here, I have something to contribute and my faith in God then also allows me to be buoyed. And we say that word all the time with regard to being able to be supported through the rigors of treatment and care. And it really does make and can make a difference for people in their journey as they're Mm -hmm. moving along.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was so impressed uh, when Reverend Horton said that uh, cancer is not a death sentence, so don't act like it is.
1: And that was his dis that's, so this is the reason for the suit and for the tie every day. <laughs> he said, I'm showing up as this I'm going as if I'm going to the party. Yep. And that's where we got the statement oh, from. Okay. He said, All I right. decided to stay for the party. <laughs> so I'm not leaving planet Earth because there is still something left for me. So I'm sticking around. And that was exactly his overall disposition and his demeanor
0: and you've uh you've picked up on this and put together this resource for our listeners going all in with God. They yeah. can download it right now. It's it's free. Just go to the website and Absolutely. take advantage of this.
1: Well, it's again, it's our way of giving back to this audience. You know, one of the things that we set out Wayne is that we wanted to give as much as we could to the audience that will allow them to be empowered and to be nurtured and to be uh, inspired to move forward and so download this resource it's designed for you it gives you little uh, things to think about and to consider how to go all in with God and allow God to be uh, your support as you are working through the process it's not meant to be a substitute for medical treatment or care but at the end of the day it is allowing people to tap into what has God said to us Mm -hmm. and what has God offered to us, and we need to take advantage of all of it. It's like going to a smorgasbord for those that say, listen, I want to taste a little bit of everything on the menu today. I'm not leaving anything left off my plate don't leave anything of God out of mm, your menu. Mm. Take all of that and digest it, chew on it, and utilize it for your best interest.
0: Just go to inspiration.com and download Going All In With God. Mm. Uh, is there any way in which Daniel's attitude kind of rubbed off on you a little bit, or are you already that kind of person when you went through what you went through?
1: Well, I think it's impossible for anyone to be around people who have those type of uh, infectious kind of dynamics and dispositions. And the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. So at the end of the day, I have certainly been encouraged by people like Daniel with regard to the work that I do and, and the engagement of the day-to-day grind, if you will, for lack of a better word. When you're talking to people about cancer, to have someone come in the front door with that dynamic already, part of who they are, it absolutely lifts your spirit. You mm-hmm. know, So a rising tide floats all boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for caregivers
0: to have a positive attitude, uh, you know, the, the, the doctor the nurses absolutely it, every little bit helps
1: every little bit does help it's interesting I uh as at the time of this recording I just finished you know my uh recent re-evaluation and it was ironic there was a gentleman that was in the clinic with me while we were waiting to go do our scans and he introduced himself to everybody he told him he was from England and, <laughs> and he literally made it his business to say hello to everyone in the you know probably 80 people sitting in the wow. clinic and just to spread that type of infectious joy well as pastor Pete I'm sitting there and and that lifted my spirit. I I appreciated it. I and I was grateful for it because here's the other dynamic. In some cases, you know, there's something to be said about you encouraging yourself. Mm -hmm. But then there's something to be said about someone else helping to encourage you as well. So we we need it all and we take it all. And it is certainly uh, valued and appreciated.
0: Yeah. Well, Pastor Daniel Horton, thank you for that great example for all of us here today, regardless of what we're facing. You know, it could be cancer, mm. could be some other relationship issue, but just that positive attitude goes a long way. It
1: does. And so when we begin to uh, set our face like Flint, the Bible says, that we begin to make up in our mind that this is what we're going to choose to do, I think it does matter, and I, does, I think it does make a big difference. And so uh, my friend, to my friend and my brother Danny, I love you, man, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you so much. And uh, uh, thank you for sharing your story with us.
0: Would you reapply that scripture verse that you read earlier to our conversation here
1: well this is reverend daniel horton it it sounds like he wrote this uh deuteronomy 30 and 19 says uh this day god talking i call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that i have set before you life and death blessings and cursings now choose life now choose life so that you and your children may live i just want to point out this is a multi-test question that god is giving us and then he gives us the answer yeah in other True. words, yeah, you know, if you if you if you're confused about what to choose, I'm <laughs> telling you what to pick. Choose life. Hint, hint. Yeah. So, uh, and that's exactly what Danny did. He chose life based upon his clinical excellence of care, based upon his relationship with his father, and based upon the fact that he felt like he still had something to contribute to the planet Earth. He chose to live, and here he is, some 13, 14 years later, still very much alive and well and cancer-free. Thank God for Reverend.
0: Thank you for bringing him to us on the podcast here today, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And next week, a new edition of the program. So subscribe at our website or just go to anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe and review this podcast as well, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Pastor P, thank you. See you
1: next time. Yes, sir. Love you. And again, you've got work to do. We've all got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. See you next time. Thanks for
0: listening. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.